0: How many many of you have seen that before? No, no, that's a better question. How many of you have never seen that? Come on. Yeah. You know, from Star Trek, I don't know, when was that, in the 60s or something? You know, that was when um, William William Shatner had a job before he had to go to Priceline. But, um, you know, I was praying earlier this week, and that, you know, that well-known phrase you know to boldly go you know this kind of came to my mind you know like to boldly go and um i you know i know for you proper grammar types the first thing you think about when you hear that is that's a split infinitive right that always brings up the split infinitive controversy well you know for me it's just a reminder that as we move forward together in this new season at KCF Um, A season where we're just going to passionately go out and share the love of Jesus, share his gospel with as many people as we can, go and make disciples, and take this land. That's God's word to us, to boldly go. We got to go boldly or whatever. That's his exhortation uh, to all of us. Uh, Last week, Pastor Max talked about how important faith is, that we got to have faith, you know, and In order for us to boldly go where we've never gone before, we've got to have faith. And, you know, the people in the story, we're going through Joshua a little bit here. The people there um, had instructions as they entered the promised land. And God said, okay, I want you to take Jericho, walls all around Jericho. And he's saying, well, how are we going to do this? He said, well, this is how you're going to do it, right? Remember the strange instructions, just march around, march around, seven days you march around blow the trumpet, and then the walls, you know, the the whole thing. It took faith for the people to follow God's strange um, instructions, right? Because that's not how you normally go and take a city, right? That's not normally how you go into battle. All All right, Lord, we're ready to go into battle. Give us your instructions. March around the city. Don't say a word. Just march around. Seven times you march around. Last day, you march around seven times, you build a trumpet, and I'll give you the victory. I mean, what kind of instructions are those? Well, they found out what kind of instructions they they were. That God was showing them that if they would boldly go, that he would go before them, and he would give them the victory. And, you know, and then we all took that step of faith, you know, that step outside of our comfort zone, and, 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 and. and, and Pastor Sonny tried really hard to blow the chauffeur so far and then and then um everybody just yelled, right? And we prayed as a prophetic act that walls would come tumbling down in our lives. And I believe that as we did, walls have begun to to tumble down. And this the Israelites, they experienced this amazing victory. I mean, this is like crazy, right? But even after they see God do that amazing thing, right? where they didn't even have to hit the wall. All they had to do was go in and take the city because God did the rest. But even after seeing God's mighty hand, you know, one of the guys, his name is Achan, he disobeyed the instructions not to take anything from Jericho. It was just so tempting. He saw all the stuff lying around. You know, he saw this um, coat, some this cloak, and the silver and gold. And he took that stuff. And because of his disobedience, the disobedience of one guy, you know, one guy did not follow the instructions, God's instructions. This one person, they go to the next city, they go to the city of Ai, and they figure the same thing would happen, and they get defeated. Right? They go, what happened? Because they went there, and God did not go with them because God hates sin. And sin prevented God from being with them and you know that's an important lesson for all of us that as we move forward we have to guard against sin. That we have to guard against like even little sin. And we got to keep holy before the Lord as we move forward because even a little sin will keep us from accomplishing all that God has. Well, the people, they find out what happens. They repent. They say, God, 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 we're so sorry. We repent. We turn back to you. They go again, and they take the city of Ai, because God was now with them. And word began to spread all over the land that here comes the Israelites, and that kings and cities were getting together to figure out, how can we stop? You know, how can we stop this group of people because it's so clear that God is working for them, right? And so they're, they're trying to figure this out, and then one group of people, the Gibeonites, they come up with this really, really crafty plan. You know, they're, they're right there in the land, but they come up with this plan where they're going to make themselves look like the foreigners from, <clears throat> from a faraway land. You know, their clothes, they got, you know, bus-up clothes, the whole thing. They even brought with them some provisions that looked all dry and crumbly, you know, and, and they went up to the people, and they asked, and they said, no, we want to make a covenant with you. Even if we're going to be your slaves, we'll be your slaves because in their mind, better slaves than dead, right?" And then in Joshua four on nine fourteen, we read, "So the Israelites examined their food, but they did not consult the Lord." And then Joshua made peace, a peace treaty with them and guaranteed their safety, and the leaders of the community ratified their agreement with a covenant, uh, with, a, with a binding oath. And what they did was they tricked the Israelites into making this binding covenant with them. And, and that was a huge mistake, because three days later they find out they're like neighbors, right? But it's too late now, because they made this oath. They can't kill them, they can't do anything, now they're their slaves, Right? And there's a real, real important lesson for us here as well, that the Israelites looked with what their eyes could see. They looked with what their eyes could see, but they failed to inquire, they failed to consult with the Lord. And we got to, as we move forward, and in your life, it's really, really important for us to consult the Lord, you know? God, 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 what do you want us to do? Even when it seems really, really obvious. Even when it's like, man, God, if we do this or we don't do this, it's really inconvenient for us and all this stuff, and it makes a whole lot more sense, and as far as our eyes can see, this makes the best sense. But in this case, it shows that, no, sometimes, you know, sometimes. There's more that's there than what your eyes can see. And it's an important, important lesson that we need to continually consult the Lord. And so when our elders get together and we need to make decisions, you know, we, we remind ourselves we're here gathered together. We're not here to, to to find, you know, to share opinions. We don't go there and share our human wisdom and share our opinions on what maybe would be the best decision. We seek the Lord. We ask the Lord for discernment. We ask the Lord, Lord, show us what to do. And then before we make any decision, it needs to be unanimous. And if one of the elders go, Oh, I'm not too sure, then we wait. You know, we just wait until there's a unity. Because, you know, that one person who went, ah, oh, I'm not sure, maybe the Lord is really speaking to them. Like he did, you know, the 12 spies went out, right? Two guys came back, yeah. The other guys go, no. And the two guys were right. And so it's really important that we seek and consult the Lord. And so here are the Gibeonites, they trick the Israelites, they make a covenant, the other kings, they hear about it, and they get together and they say, you know what, we're gonna make war against the Gibeonites. Okay, we're just gonna we're gonna just take them down. And so the Gibeonites. Appeal to Joshua to save them based on their covenant. Man, I thought that's a lot of cojones, man. I mean it's like here you trick these guys, now you're threatened, and now you're telling the guys that you tricked, can you come and rescue us from these enemies? You know, I mean that's like what they did, you know? And um so so Joshua hears a clear command from the Lord. And in Joshua 10, 8, the Lord says this to Joshua. Do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. And they did exactly what Max exhorted us to do last week. They were ready to hear God, you know. They believed God, despite impossible odds, and they stepped out in faith. And it was this army where these five kings got together, right. They said, we're going we're to join our forces And we're going to take Gibeon. And we're going to get those Gibeonites. And here's Joshua saying, well, i got to go against these five kings. I don't know. That doesn't look like great odds. But the Lord spoke to them. And he says, you know what? You boldly go. Because I've called you to go. And then they go out. And we pick up the story in Joshua 10. And in this incredible battle where the Israelites face these opposing armies, there's some key things that we must learn and apply as we move forward in God's call for us that we take our land. So you got your bulletins you can follow along uh, real quick. As we boldly go out in obedience to God's call for us, we must boldly take God at his word and trust in his promises. Then we got to boldly Boldly take God at his word. And we've got to trust in his promises. Why was Joshua so bold? Because he knew God. He experienced God's faithfulness. He saw God fulfill his promise time and time again. He saw God um, at the crossing of the Jordan, you know, the, the, um, at Jericho, at Ai. Time and time again, he saw God come through. And so on the way to Gibeon, you know, God gives them the promise. We read earlier, right, in Joshua 10 don't be afraid. I'm going to give you the victory. You know, don't worry about it. Just go. Go boldly. And Joshua knew that he could take God at his word. And there he went. He took his mighty men, and they were off. They were off. Now, we know God. We read all about his faithfulness. We've experienced God's faithfulness in our lives. That we have seen God fulfill promises. You know, that's the only reason we exist as a church. Because we have seen God come through time and time and time again. And now, to take our land, we must boldly go out, take God at his word, trust in his promises, and just go. The same God that was with Joshua... Is a God who's with us. And we need to go. We need to take God at his word. You know, what is God saying to you? You There there are times when, when you might be just worshiping like how we were worshiping this morning. Or you might just be praying. Or throughout the day, God might give you a nudge. And it's God preparing you to take him at his word. It might be like a little thing. You know, and, he's, and he's, he's, he's helping you to grow your faith. That you may be reading a passage and something might come to your mind, call so-and-so. That's really weird. Hello, I, just, I felt like I need to call. How's everything going? Oh, fine, fine, everything's great. Okay, good, well, nice talking to you. Oh, God, what's up? No, God might be just trading you up, you know? And the more you do that, the more you begin to have confidence in who God is and in his promises. And we must boldly trust God, take him at his word, you know, and trust his promises. The second thing is we must boldly do our part and work hard in obedience to God's instructions. See, God is faithful to his promises. He is all-powerful. Nothing is impossible for God. See, but that's all God's part, you know? What's our part? Our part is we trust God and his promises, and then we step out in faith, and then we work hard in obedience to God. And it's amazing to see the extent of hard work Joshua and his army uh, were involved in in this battle. And that's something we need to understand. That that a lot of times we think, okay, we pray, and God said we got the victory, oh shoot that. and we sit back on top of the couch, we're waiting for God's victory. No, there's our part, and our part requires work. I mean, I look back <clears throat> at the beginning of this church, God says, Start this church. All right. You know? Bring Tammy Oyadamari Chan along. All right, bring Tammy along. Ask Tammy. That was a lot of hard work at the beginning. You know? You know, Brought Mel Kanite along, who's now Mel Rhodes, who's now Mama Rhodes. But Mel came. we we'll start this church. And Mel, she came up and she says, for you, Mark, I do anything. What do you want me to do? And I said, well, if you could lead worship for us, I'll do that for you. Nobody else I would do that for you. But for you, I do this. And Mel led worship. For months and months and months and months and months and months and over a year. Took hard work. I look at the boys over here. Pete Rock, I think I see them with these lights. You know, Pete Rock home. These lights are pretty good. I can't see if you sleep now, Pete. Can't see if you sleep now. You can just be right there. I can't see. But I think I see Pete and I see the boys. Like they were littler when we started 13 years ago. But from the very get-go, week in, week out, they're there, setting up chairs, setting up the place, the cafeteria, then here at the hall, then here, every week. It took hard work, Mr. Karaoke, <laughs> Hard work. Can't even say a day correct. I just butchered a day. Was it hard work? It was hard work right? You go home. Sad sometimes. Mommy, my hands sore. Mommy, my hands right. Yeah, it's hard work. It was so hard work that Peter said, nothing is harder than that. So you know what? I'm going to join the Marines. The Marines, nothing compared to that. See? And I can go around and around and around to all the faithful people that helped start the church. God called us to start the church. He gave us a promise, but it took hard work. Just as it took hard work. For Joshua and his army. Joshua 10, verse 9. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgal and took the Amorite army by surprise. The Lord threw them into a panic. The Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon. Then he started to chase the enemy along, killing them along the way. As the Amorites retreated down the road, the Lord destroyed them with terrible hailstones from heavens that continued until they reached Azekah, the, the hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. And here we have them. They march overnight from Gilgal to Gibeon, about 25 miles. They go, from, they, they go up on an incline of about 4,000 feet. You know, but they got to go. There's no opportunity to rest because they got to make a pre-dawn attack. And so they're all marching along. They're, you know, they're just hustling along to launch the surprise pre-dawn attack. Now we see God do his part. He throws the enemy into a panic. And again later on, he brings hail down to kill more of the enemy than they did with their sword. But they had to fight a long and hard battle. And then they had to chase down the enemy because Joshua knew that God had given his promise and that he also knew that It would be really hard work if they got away. They escaped the caves and all these things. And the time was now, and he had to go and get them, you know? And it's a reminder that God does his part, but we have to do our part as well. God gave them the victory, but Joshua and his men had to fight, you know? That victory will not come as something that just drops down from the sky. Victory comes because men and women trust God at his word. They work hard, do their part in obedience to God. And as we move forward, that that we have to understand that as we take this land, that it's going to take some work. It's going to take some work. Anything good requires that, requires work. It's a reminder that, you know, so often we think, Oh, God, He can do anything. And, you know, sometimes we pray, and then we just kind of like relax. And we say, Well, what is God doing? God's not doing anything. Well, so many times when we pray, God is waiting for us to take that step of faith. And when we take that step of faith, that activates His faithfulness. And as we move forward, we begin to see him answer prayer. You see, that's kind of how it works. And let us remember that, that we have to do our part. And we have to work hard in, obe- in obedience to God's instructions. You know, as we move forward into this new season, and I look, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. You know, for those of you who had signed up to help out in those three critical ministries, you know, that's part of it, you know, and if some of you signed up for the setup and clean up, trying to organize teams, I'll be getting back to you real soon, but we know we need, we need more people, you know, we need people to come in and do just a little bit of work, you know, it's like, oh, but we're here, you know, we're here, you know, from 1030 and you know I don't want to stay here till 12:45 I mean it's bad enough we got to listen to you for 40 minutes you know it's just like man now we got to clean up oh you know but it's going to take a little bit of work you know you know everybody has a part everybody has a role to play i will tell you somebody who <clears throat> is probably is is so necessary that i don't know what we would do if this person didn't step out in faith and do his part and he works hard, not many of you know that Kevin Lum is the person who does all our bookkeeping, you know, and, and that's what he does every week. He goes in, um, you know, to the office on his way to dinner at McDonald's <laughs> or wherever you go, Kev Burger King. I don't know. But, but he, goes, he goes in, you know, after a hard day's of work, he goes in, and, and, and he kind of takes care of all the reimbursements and books and all this. And I'm always asking a question, Kevin, can you check this out? Kevin, can, can you do that? Hey, Kevin, you know, Sunny Insurance got to go through. Can he? And Kevin works on that, and he's taking care of all these kind of things. You know, and then when we had the church plant with... Um, the Hawaii China Mission Church and, and they were under us for a while, you know, Kevin's just okay and you know he's taking care of all their offerings and all these kind of things, and then with streams of life, you know, the same thing. And once we had our church, streams of life and a Hawaii China Mission Church, and Kevin did it all. And and he and he he just did he didn't grumble, at least out loud to me. <laughs> you know? But I knew that wasn't that, you know, I mean I knew that wasn't easy. You know. And, and Kevin has, has done that. How long has Kevin been doing this? 13 years. Week in, week out. In fact, we should say, hey, good job, Kevin. I don't want to embarrass him, but he's here. He's right there. Gideon, raise your hand, Gideon. Right behind right behind Gideon is Kevin, there. See? That's how you guys do it. You, know? you don't want to embarrass somebody. You get the guy in front of him, raise their hand, and then the guy behind him. All right? Well you see, I mean, I can go on and on, and people like that, you know. Um, it requires hard work. One more, Connor. Okay, Connor was, like, little. Connor, I mean, Connor, you know, when, he, when we started, he wasn't even shaving back then. I don't, I don't think he shaves yet, but when he was little. Connor, 13 years ago, how old were you, Connor? Eight were you eight? Yeah, he was eight years old. Connor was one of the guys with these guys I can't see right here setting up every week. And Connor started to help with the sound and all that. Every week. Every week. Thirteen years. I don't know how much you all miss, but he, you guys have been there all every every year, every week. And then Connor, you know, he grows up, growing up, He'll be shaving in a few years. And now Connor is is the leader of our sound ministry. Connor is the leader of our sound ministry. See? Is that easy? No. Sometimes he comes a little late. I say, Connor, get here on time. I'm rough. See? But it takes hard work. God does his part. But we got our part to do as well, and as we move forward together to take this lab, we have to, we must boldly do our part and work hard in obedience to God's instruction. Sometimes I miss those early days. One of the I, I just miss Tammy with her clipboard running around trying to recruit people. I think she started doing that again. Third thing we can learn, and this is a big one, okay, this is probably the most important, this is a big one. We must boldly pray, we must boldly pray SSS prayers, okay? we got to boldly pray SSS prayers. What is SSS prayers? Come back next week, let you know what that is, you got to come, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, okay. The chase drags on, right? Joshua's chasing the guys. The sun is beginning to set. And he's like, man, I'm running out of time. You know, I'm running out of time. The battle has taken all day from pre-dawn, all day. Sun's going down. I got to get these guys because once it's dark, done. Enemy escapes, right? And so he's got to destroy them now. Or he's going to have these lingering problems. And God had promised a victory. But the battle's going on. He's chasing after guys. Come back! You know? And and so Joshua prays a crazy and impossible prayer. Okay? Joshua 10, 12. On the day that the Lord gave the Israelites victory. Okay? See, that's how it's like. On the day that the Lord gave them victory, Joshua prays this in front of all the people in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon as well, over the valley of Ajalon." And, and, and another version, the English Standard Version says it even better. It says, Joshua prays, sun stand still. Sun stand still. And here's Joshua. He knows God has given them the victory, right? He knows that God has called them to go and defeat the enemy. And he prays. Not only does he pray, he boldly prays. He doesn't pray under his breath, oh, God, will you just... No, in front of all the people so everybody could hear. He's saying, son, stand still. (laughs) That's silly, right? Right? That's silly, you know? And the moon, for that matter, I like that's what the, uh, the, new, the, the English Standard Version. Sun stands still, and, and the moon, for that matter. And he asks God, this is what he asks God. He asks God to stop the earth from spinning so that the sun would stay right where it is until the battle is finished. That's what he's praying. God, can you make. Ooh! Right? Not defeat the enemy with more hail. That would have been more reasonable. God, you got some extra hail? Get them. Right? You killed a whole bunch earlier. That would be a great encore. You know? Or just wipe them out. No. He prays an SSS prayer. Sun stand still prayer. Crazy prayer. Sun stand still. So what did God do? Verse 13. So the sun stood still. <laughs> and the moon stayed in its place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this not is this event not recorded in the book of Jashar? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky and did not set on a normal as on a normal day. There has never been a day like it like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. Wow. Sun stand still. So the sun stood still. I mean, I was thinking about this. And is there a greater miracle in the Bible than that? I mean, I can't think of a greater miracle. I mean, you know, like crossing the Red Sea, stopping the thing. You know, okay, that's that's big, but that's like one river, right? The Red Sea, ah, that's just one sea. This is like the whole earth. You know, And because of God's promise, and because of God's call, Joshua trusted God at his word. He did his part. He worked hard. And he boldly prayed those SSS kind of prayers. Now, here's the thing. They go on to defeat city after city after city. We're going to read, though. I mean, you're going to read, if you read through Joshua, that they, they kind of like, they 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 had mercy. They didn't totally wipe out cities. And that would come back to bite them, as we're going to hear and see in and Judges and, and other books like that. But... This is what we read in Joshua 21, verse 43. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors. And they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on each side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Not a, single one of, not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he spoken came true. That's the God we serve today. Here's a takeaway for us. That when we're walking in God's call, when we're trusting in his promise, when we're working hard, and we can, we can boldly pray SSS prayers. We can pray, son, stand still prayers. Remember earlier, few well, about a month ago, we looked at John 15, 7, Jesus' word. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is what Jesus is talking about. This is exactly what Jesus is talking about. That when we're walking in God's call, we can boldly pray for anything. Now, I gotta say this. We've got to be careful, because this doesn't mean we can boldly pray for whatever we want. Okay? Uh, you know, God's not a Santa Claus or a genie in the bottle. In fact, James addresses this in James chapter four. He says, "Yet you do not have what you want because you don't ask God for it. and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure." And often we don't see answers to our prayer because our motives are off. See? But, but when we ask God for something as we're answering his call for our life, then we can ask for anything. We can ask for SSS kind of prayers. And so allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you really clearly this morning that as we boldly go out and answer God's call to take this land, By just sharing his good news with everybody, inviting them to start this relationship with them, with Jesus, and teaching them to to live lives, fulfilling lives as they follow him, as as his disciples. You see, we can pray these kinds of prayers. That if you know that you're walking right where God wants you to walk, that you can pray... These kinds of prayers. In fact, we must pray these SSS type of prayers. We can boldly pray, Son, stand still. Because, because God will empower and He will enable us to accomplish everything that He calls us to do. And just like for Joshua, all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left, was not left unfulfilled. Everything that was that he was spoken had come true. I mean, that's what God wants. See? And a big part of that is you gotta ask. And so this really is an exciting time for us. I'm gonna call the worship team up. This is a real, real exciting time for us. You know, this can be this can be a most exciting time for every single one of us as we boldly go and walk in his call. But like Joshua, that we, we must boldly take God at his word. We gotta take him at his word. We have to trust in his promises. We don't look around and we don't say, well, you know, I tried and it just didn't really work out and get all discouraged and give up. No. Well, we have to trust in God because whatever God is doing, Even in those hard times, he's building our faith. And he's saying, come on, just keep hanging in there. I'm I'm stretching you. I'm growing you. Don't give up now. But we've got to trust him that we must boldly do our part. Everybody here has a part. And when you begin to walk and you begin to do your part, man, you begin to see exciting things happen, amazing things happen. Oh, but I just set up in the morning. That's not a small thing. You know? Because if you didn't set up, what would we do? It's going to take work. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take faith. And then we got to pray. We got to boldly pray those SSS kind of prayers. And so as a step in this direction... I want to ask you to pray with me, to boldly pray with me right now. All right, I want you to stand up, please. Could you please stand up? That's a nicer way, here. Yeah? <laughs> Will you please stand up? Let's raise our voices together, all right? Last week you shouted. This is a little easier, all right? That that I want us to pray all together as one congregation with one voice. Now I want to encourage you to just go for it and boldly pray. Pray is just talking to God. And 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 I'm going to have us pray for three sun stand still kind of prayers. And I said, okay, let's pray for this. And then all of you, don't worry what you hear there or here behind you. Just start praying out loud. Just You don't have to, be, you don't have to shout it. You want to shout it. That's great. But just Whatever you're thinking in your mind, just pray to God, will you just help us? God, you know, God, will you, you know, it's, it's as easy as this. God, you know, will you get rid of the GM at the San Francisco 49ers Lord will you just take them out of the picture God Move them elsewhere. will you bring in Steve Young to be, the, to be the general manager will you get rid of Chip Kelly send him back to Oregon God will you bring Mike Shanahan to be their coach God will you bring Kyle Shanahan to San Francisco could you bring Kirk Cousins See, you can get on a roll like this that's all it takes you don't worry about anybody else you're just talking talking to God alright so I'm going to lead us I'm going to say hey, let's start praying for that and as we start praying for us, okay, let's go on to this and then something else, all right? So let's start praying that God would empower each and every one of us to go out and take this land. That He would empower us, that He would strengthen each and every one of us who call KCF their church. That He would empower us to go out and take this land, all right? Let's pray. Ask the Lord to release and supernaturally and, and miraculously provide a place to establish a home base for which we can take this land of mission control. We need to find something. We've been looking for some place to call our own, that we don't have to keep setting up each and every week. This is a place that we can do whatever we want, whenever we want. We need something. We need something that we've been looking. And you know, this is one of those God's, you know, sun stands still conference. So let's pray that God would open up the doors for us to find a place that we could meet soon. Let's pray that God would fill us with so much faith that we would invite as many people as we can to see the McKinley High School Auditorium filled on Christmas Eve. And Like Max said, we had over 200 people last year. Let's pray a sun stand still kind of prayer that over 400 people, 400 people would join us at our Christmas Eve service to worship, to hear, and receive the good news about Jesus. You know, it just might be might be for you and your family. Might be, hey family, you know, before we go out to dinner, let's all go to church first. What? Yeah, let's all go to church first, four thirty to five thirty. I guarantee you you're gonna be gonna be great. And if it's not great, I give you your money back, whatever it is. Okay. Well, let's just pray that that God will so fill us with faith that we invite so so many people that at play we would be shocked. And how filled that place is. All right, let's pray. For some of us here, you know, we've been coming to church. We've been checking out church Christianity, checking you out. And we never really made a decision to accept your son, the Lord Jesus, as our Savior. And maybe today is that day for you. So if today is that day, just pray with me, you know. Heavenly Father, I just want to receive Jesus as my Savior. That that I recognize that he died on that cross for the penalties for my sin. That I am in need of a savior. And I reach out to Jesus. And I say, Jesus, will you be my savior? Will you be the Lord in my life? That that I want to experience the kind of life that I just read about in the Bible. That I want to live the kind of life that you have created me to live. So just be my Savior. And Father, if anybody prayed that, Lord, I pray that you would just fill their hearts today with faith and hope. And that maybe, maybe that leads on to the next decision to be baptized. Is there anybody here who's never been baptized? Father, I pray that, that they would boldly take that step. And get baptized. And so thank you, Lord, for just your loving nudge to to push us into the life that you've always meant for us to live. I pray this week that we would boldly go and that we would boldly trust you at your word and in your promises that we would see for the first time maybe that it's time for us to boldly do our part that we've seen you do your part all the time and maybe it's time for us to say God I gotta do my part and I pray you would fill us with faith that we would continue to, to walk in your call and confidently and boldly pray those sun stand still kind of prayers Because you answer, sun stand still. I thank you. I thank you that you will empower everybody in our church. I thank you that we're going to see your answer to a sun stand still prayer. We're going to be in a new facility before we know it, God. You're going to lead us, God. It's going to be crazy. And you're going to fill up that auditorium, God. You're going to fill up that auditorium with people who will be there to worship you. So we just thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.